Hey, y'all. Today's journey takes us over to Deuteronomy, and this is the last of the Torah books. In in Deuteronomy, they're still east of the Jordan. They have not crossed over to the Jordan yet, and Moses is still with them, and he gives them his final speech, pleading and begging with the people of God to choose God and choose life. He has been with these people quite a good bit now, so he knows their tendencies, and he's begging them to choose God and choose obedience and choose the life of God that that God has set out for them. And um, it's a call to remain faithful to the covenant, that that covenant relationship that they have with God, and to remain faithful to that covenant, because if they do, they will receive blessings and an outpouring of blessings. But if they don't, then curses fall. It's his last words to his people because he knows that he's going to be passing on soon. God has told him that. And this book is also an explanation, a review of where they've been and a review of the Torah in itself to a new generation. The old generation has passed. All but Joshua and Caleb and Moses have passed. And it's all a new generation. So he recaps things to make sure they know it and understand it before they go into the promised land. It's his it's his final speech to them. And he wants them to choose the right way. And choose God's way. And we'll start with chapter 1, verse 1. These are the words that Moses spoke to all the people of Israel while they were in the wilderness east of the Jordan River. They were camped in the Jordan Valley near Saf, between Paran on one side and Zaphal, Laban, Hezeroth, and Dezahab on the other. Normally it takes only 11 days to travel from Mount Sinai to Gedash Barnea, going by the way of Mount Seir. But 40 years after the Israelites left Egypt, on the first day of the 11th month, Moses addressed the people of Israel, telling them everything that the Lord had commanded him to say. This took place after he had defeated King Zihan of the Amorites, who ruled in Heshbon, and at the Edrei had defeated the king of Agbad of Bashan, who ruled in Ashtaroth. While the Israelites were in the land of Moab east of the Jordan River, Moses carefully explained the Lord's instructions as follows. Um... You know, I'm going to stop here because they have been wandering for 40 years. And yes, it should have only taken two weeks. But really, we're no different. Our paths are no different. When faced with right or wrong or life or death, the path that we choose, often we willfully pursue sin without any inward change of God. Our our nature is to, to lean that way unless we are fully on fire with the Holy Spirit, following God in everything he has, we will lean towards sin and we will lean towards the wilderness. And I dare say most of us have journeyed in a wilderness a time or two. And it's reassuring that God doesn't give up on us. His will for our lives does not change no matter what. He's with us in the wilderness. He never leaves us or forsake us. And he has a promised land in store for us no matter what we're going through in life. So let's continue on in verse 6. When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, You have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on. Go to the hill country of the Amorites and to the neighboring regions, the Jordan Valley, the hill country, the western foothills, the Negev, and the coastal plains. Go to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon and all the way to the great Euphrates River. 
So this, I love this. You have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on. Have you ever felt God telling you that when you're in that wilderness or that place where you feel like you just can't go on and you don't know what to do? You don't even often feel like God is still with you in that place, but he is. He's with you. And He's, he often will speak through these scriptures today and he'll rain down and say, you know what? You've stayed in this place long enough. It's time to break camp and move on. Let's move on. Let's go. And it's that urgent call to go. Go to where I have promised to send you. Go to my will for your life. Trust me and have faith in God. That's what that's what he says to us through these scriptures today. In verse 8, look, I am giving all this land to you. Go in and occupy it, for it is the land of the Lord swore to give. I gave to your ancestors Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to all their descendants. So here he's reaffirming that covenant, that promise, that this land is yours. I promised, and it's coming to pass. In verse 9, Moses continued, At that time, I told you that you are too great a burden for me to carry all by myself. And here that speaks out too. God doesn't want us to carry our burdens by ourselves. He created villages of people for us. He created connections and people in our lives so we can share and be vulnerable together and share each other's burdens and carry the loads together. So we're not alone in this. In verse 10, The Lord your God has increased your population, making you as numerous as the stars. And that was promised by God, y'all. That was a promise, and it is come forth. In verse 11, And may the Lord, the God of your ancestors, multiply you a thousand times more and bless you as he promised. But you are such a heavy load to carry. How can I deal with all your problems and bickering? Choose some well-respected men from each tribe who are known for their wisdom and understanding, and I will appoint them as your leaders. Then you responded, your plan is a good one. So I took the wise and respected men you had selected from your tribes and appointed them to serve as judges and officials over you. Some were responsible for a thousand people, some for a hundred, some for fifty, and some for ten. And that's a reminder, y'all, that we're all called differently by God. Some of us are called to witness to one. Some of us are called to witness to thousands. No matter what our call is, it is God's will, and we should just follow it and trust Him and be thankful and grateful for His will in our lives. In verse 16, At that time I instructed the judges, You must hear the cases of your fellow Israelites and the foreigners living among you. Be perfectly fair in your decisions and impartial in your judgments. Hear the cases of those who are poor as well as those who are rich. Don't be afraid of anyone's anger, for the decisions you make is God's decision. Bring me any cases that are too difficult for you, and I will handle them. At that time, I gave you instructions about everything that you were to do. Then, just as the Lord our God commanded us, we left Mount Sinai and traveled through the great and terrifying wilderness. As you yourselves remember, and headed toward the hill country of the Amorites. When we arrived at Kadesh Barnea, I said to you, You have now reached the hill country of the Amorites that the Lord has given us. Look, he has placed the land in front of you. Go and occupy it as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. And again, that speaks to us today. Go into what God's will. Have faith and move into the next step that God has for you. Don't be afraid and don't be discouraged. Just go in faith and trust. 
in verse 22. But you all came to me and said, First let's send out scouts to explore the land for us. They will advise us as to the best route to take and which towns we should enter. This seemed like a good idea to me, so I chose twelve scouts, one from each of your tribes. They headed for the hill country and came to the valley of Eshkol and explored it. They picked some of its fruit and brought it back to us, and they reported, The land the Lord your God has given us is indeed good land. But you rebelled against the command of your Lord God and refused to go in. You complained in your tents and said the Lord must hate us. That is why he brought us here from Egypt, to hand us over to the Amorites and be slaughtered. So they got to the promised land and then they were afraid to enter. They were afraid and let that fear encompass them. In verse 28, where can we go? Our brothers have demoralized us with their report. They tell us the people of the land are taller and more powerful than we are, and that our town, their towns are large, with walls rising high into the sky. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. And this, the question here to answer is, but are any of these things bigger than God? And that's what God wanted to hear from them. God wanted to know that they had faith and trust in God and that they knew and understood God's power. They just saw God do amazing things for them, but yet they doubted. In verse 29, But I said to you, don't be shocked or afraid of them. The Lord your God is going ahead of you. He will fight for you, just as you saw him do in Egypt. And you saw how the Lord your God cared for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness. Just as a father cares for his child, now he has brought you to this place. So he is with them in the wilderness. He was caring for them through every step. In verse 32, But even after all he did, you refused to trust the Lord your God, who goes before you looking for the best places to camp, guiding you with a pillar by fire and by night, and a pillar of cloud by day. When the Lord heard your complaining, he became very angry. So he solemnly swore, None of you from this wicked generation will live to see the good land that I swore to give your ancestors, except Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. He will see this land because he has followed the Lord completely. I will give him as his and his descendants some of the very land he explored during his scouting mission. He trusted God. He said, No, trust God. God gave us this land. And because of their complaining and their lack of trust, their disobedience and their lack of faith, they were not going to get to enter the promised land. Their descendants would, but not them, other than Caleb, because he trusted, he had faith. He was trying to encourage them to trust God and have faith and move forward. In verse 37, And the Lord was also angry with me because of you. He said to me, Moses, not even you will enter the promised land. Instead, your assistant Joshua, son of Nun, will lead the people into the land. Encourage him, for he will lead Israel and take possession of it. And that's a note to encourage each other. We are to exhort each other and encourage each other in each other's callings and rejoice with each other and praise when we succeed. In verse 39, I will give the land to your little ones, your innocent children. You are afraid they would be captured, but they will be the ones who will occupy it. As for you, turn around now and go on back through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Then you confessed, we have sinned against the Lord. We will go into the land and fight for it as the Lord our God has commanded us. So your men strapped on their weapons, thinking it would be easy to attack the hill country. But the Lord told me to tell you, do not attack, for I am not with you. 
if you go ahead on your own, you will be crushed by your enemies. So here it's a good reminder to always go with God. Trust God, have faith in God, and not to go on our own because the enemy will crush us. The enemy is seeking to devour and kill our lives. He knows what we're capable of in God's kingdom, and he does not want that. So we should always just have faith and trust in God and go where he leads us. In verse 43, this is what I told you, but you would not listen. Instead, you again rebelled against the Lord's command and arrogantly went into the hill country to fight. But the Amorites who lived there came out against you like a swarm of bees. They chased and battered you all the way from Seir to Ram. Then you returned and wept before the Lord, but he refused to listen. So you stayed there at Karash for a long time. So this is a recap of everything that they've been through to that point. And he's reminding them, choose God. Choose to have faith and trust in God. And his ways are the best ways. And we can have faith in that and trust him. So we'll continue on in chapter two tomorrow. I hope you all are having a great day.